God but He. Do you understand that He made us and we didn't make ourselves? So that means we can't. We can't get ourselves out of trouble, but our God can deliver us. If all through the Word of God, it says, if you will keep my word, king after king after king, prophet after prophet, he would say, hey, if you keep my word and my commandments which I gave Moses, I will be with you and I will bless you. That's the key to blessings. That's the key to blessings is to build your life on the word of God. Every jot and every tittle. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. The altars are open. You're welcome to come. Be seated however you feel led. But let's worship the King of glory today.
to the Lord. You know, his name is great. I said, his name is great. Can somebody say amen? amen. I'm talking about the name of Jesus is a great and wonderful and powerful saving name. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to the Lord God of heaven. Everything we do, everything we do, we ought to do in the name of Jesus. Giving thanks to the Father by him. Come on.
a praise. Amen. Our God is good, our God is great, and worthy of all praise and adoration. Amen. This morning, if you feel comfortable in doing so, can we close our eyes and lift our hands? And God is already beginning to move into this atmosphere, beginning to move in the midst of our service, amen, and he is touching the lives of his children. Can we right now begin to lift our voice amongst this atmosphere, amongst this praise, amongst each other, those born again of water and of spirit, this conglomeration of the body of Christ. Right now, can we just begin to lift our voice, uh, beginning to speak over doubt, uh, over fear, over reservations, uh, and let it be a confidence in the God that you serve, uh, that he is for you and he is with you. Paul said, I have learned that in whatever state I find myself, to therewith be content, uh, because he understood that God is good, and God is still on the throne. Uh, Begin to lift your voice, children of the Most High. Uh, Let darkness uh, begin to fear what is transpiring into this atmosphere right now. Lord God of Jacob, you are worthy of all praise. God, you are good, and I am thankful that you relentlessly pursue me, God. Help us, oh God, to be content in you. God, you did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. God, you are repairing. God, you are mending. God, you are restoring. God, you are fighting for us. Uh, You are warring after us, uh, and the devil uh, has no place uh, in the midst of this service. Uh, Some on apostolics uh, shout uh, with a voice of triumph. It's time that we declare war against the enemy. The kingdom of uh, heaven suffering violence, and the violent take it by force. Are we willing to take it by force here this morning? Uh, Praise is our warfare. Worship is our warfare. Submission is our warfare. God is ready to move. God is ready to move, and he is a God that is for you. Amen. I'm ready for God to descend into this atmosphere. Whatever you feel led. Troubles fall behind you, don't you wait another 
clap of praise this morning. If God has been good to you, can you let somebody know? If God has been good and gracious and wonderful to you, can you let somebody know in the house this morning? We celebrate our God in the good times and bad times because he is still on the throne. The heavens are his throne and the earth is his footstool. Amen. And God really wants to move this morning. He's already initiated his plan, and I'm ready to see it come to fruition or reality. Amen. Let us sing unto the Lord, and let's see what our God will do this morning. Watch his wonders work. This ain't no ordinary worship. This ain't no ordinary song. The God I serve is greater than the ordinary. So I'm going to give it all I have in this moment. Come on, help me say This ain't no tell you about a woman with an issue had it 12 long years didn't know what to do she heard about a man coming through a town so she fell to her knees and crawled on the ground what she did mm. oh she said it only touch of the hem of his garment I'm gonna give it all I have in this moment oh this ain't no ordinary worship this ain't no service greater than the ordinary. I'm going to give it all I have in this moment. Well, let me tell you a story about a man from Galilee. He healed the lame, caused the blind to see. This man was betrayed, crucified for you and me. This man only wanted to make us free. Oh, yes, he did. Oh, but in three days, he rose with all power. power 
praise this morning. When it says, I just think about no ordinary worship, that's that one moment when we speak to God in our desperation. We have to be determined that every time we come to the altar, every time we come to church, I don't want it to be ordinary. I want it to be the depths of my heart. Amen. With every ounce of my being. Amen. That mindset that this is not going to be an ordinary service. It's going to be extraordinary in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 You may return to your seats this morning. It's so good to see everybody this morning. We are so happy that our visitors are here this morning. We welcome you to New Life Apostolic Church. Amen. At this time, I'm going to ask Brother Scotty to come and to share the biblical character lesson for this morning. Amen. Character is important. That is the theme of the season that we are in. The character is the substance of who we are. Amen. It's important that we have godly, biblical character in all things that we do. All right, Brother Scotty. Praise the Lord, church. Hope everybody's having a great day, especially after what just happened. I believe everybody should be having a great day. All right. Today we're going to be talking about to be fearless. Fearless means to face danger with a spirit of determination, for God gives us the spirit of power. In 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, God tells us, for God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. Be not, therefore, ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner. But be thou partaker of the affections of the gospel according to the power of God. This power is super important to everyone in this room, myself absolutely included. We need God's power to keep us from being ashamed, as Timothy said. We need God's power to help us hold fast to the truth that is in his word. We need God's power to help us avoid worldly associations. Shortly after chapter 1 and verse in chapter 3, God speaks and says that there is things that the world has that if we're not careful, we can get wrapped up in. Men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, that goes on and on. I won't go through the whole thing, but there's lots of instances where if we are not careful, we are succumbing to those things in this world, but it's through God's power that we're able to overcome these things. In Hebrews chapter 11, God talked of how great men of God were victorious through their faith. This is all going to come together, I promise you. Look at David and how he was fiercely, fiercely, fearlessly faced Goliath and the Philistine army. He stood up and said, is there not a cause? He stood up and faced the very enemies that were just to the other side, that everybody that he was with said they didn't want to go against. They were scared. They had fear, which the Bible very clearly says we should not have. God is our help in our time of trouble. David needed, David needed all the courage that he could muster to fight that day, but he knew, he knew that he would be victorious because God was with him. We have to believe that God is with us in everything if we are truly to live fearlessly. God does not want you to live in this fear, but he wants, to live, wants you to live with power and of love and of a sound mind. 
God is our strong tower. He is our rock. He is our deliverer, our help in our time of need. Because we know that we can count on God to be there for us when we need him, we should not live in fear. We should never live in fear. Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10. This verse has a very dear place to my heart. Woman sitting over there told it to me many times as a child whenever I had many nights of nightmares and couldn't go to sleep. My mom would always quote this verse. It said, fear not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. This is exactly the way we should live through our entire life. God is on our side. I've said before, with God, all things are possible. And there is no reason to go through this life with fear. None. Don't live your lives in fear. Live them in victory because our God, he goes before us. God has already won. There is nothing to be scared of. We just live victoriously. Davis told us in Psalms that the Lord is our light and our salvation. In whom shall we fear? No one, nothing, no situation, no circumstance. Live boldly, live victorious, and fear not, church. Fear not. Amen. Thank you, Brother Scotty. Can we give the Lord a hand clap of praise? I love the reassurance that our God gives us. Fear not, for he is with us. And he has gone before us. Amen. Be fearless. Amen. For God is above every situation. Amen. At this time, we're going to ask Brother Hillman to come and to give the announcements for all the things that we are doing within our church. And I am excited for these events. Amen. Do you love the Lord this morning? You love the Lord this morning? Why don't you shout hallelujah? Come on. Hallelujah. Now give the Lord a hand of praise, amen, because he's in our midst this morning. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Aren't you glad you're in the house of God today? God woke you up this morning, started you in your way. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. And the way our announcements, we have uh, Friday, uh, September the 23rd, is going to be Ladies' Fellowship for all ladies Amen. That's able to participate in that. Be out Friday, September 23rd. It's going to be from 6 o'clock to 8 o'clock. And on Tuesday, September 27th, we're having our Veterans Outreach Gathering. So those that are veterans that are here and you know have neighbors and friends that are veterans or might still be in the military, amen, they want to have a good time of fellowship along with their peers, others that has been a part of the military, amen, have them come out and fellowship with us Tuesday, September 27th. I will assure you that we will have a great time, amen, fellowshipping with one another, talking about the things that God has did for us while we were in the military and things of that nature, because a lot of us came to the Lord in the military, amen. A lot of us was running from the Lord, went in the military to run from God, and God brought you right back to where you need to be. So a lot of stories and different things that happen to each and every one of us individually as we serve our nation. So come and support those veterans if you're able to do that. Amen. Praise the Lord. And on the, the 6th through the 7th of October, we have a Texas conference. 
is going to be right here at this church. October 6th, the service will start at 7 p.m. Amen. And also, uh, on October 7th, we're having a fellowship. That's going to be at 11.30 a.m. So if you can make those services, do so as all possible. Also, October 7th at 6 p.m., we're having a service. Praise the Lord. So come out and worship the Lord with us. Amen. It's just receive what God has for us. Amen. During that conference. And the eighth, and it, that basically pertaining to those that's in the, the ministry, we have a, a ministerial planning meeting. That'd be at 1130. All those know that's involved with that. They are aware of being there for that. Why don't you say amen? Amen. amen. Praise the Lord. And we're having a church potluck sun, Sunday, October 30th. Amen. We're looking forward to that. Like I said, you know, some about the saints of God, we enjoy eating. We enjoy fellowship and eating. Praise the Lord. So those that would like to bring something, there's a sign-out list outside the foyer. Amen. Um, put on there what you would like to bring. Praise the Lord. We're just looking to have a good time of fellowship during our potluck, which is Sunday, October 30th. And then the next day on that Monday, October 31st at 5 p.m., we'll be having Fall Festival. Amen. So all our children, amen, that's, uh, of course, we don't anticipate in Halloween, the ceremony that the world celebrates Halloween. So we're going to have a Fall Festival, have games and candy and, and stuff, time of fellowship. And that will begin at 5 p.m. Uh, October 31st on that Monday. And then a ladies' retreat, praise the Lord. If you can take time out to attend a ladies' retreat, uh, any more information that you need about a ladies' retreat, that's going to be on November 11th through the 12th. But any information you need to know about that, you can do it online, app. Of course, you can ask by mouth, ask our, our pastor's wife and our senior pastor, uh, ask them about the ladies' retreat. Praise the Lord. Amen. At this time, we would like, um, we're going Brother to Hillman, we have, we have one more announcement, oh, sir. Sorry, one more announcement. Sister Christina Brown has an announcement. My beautiful wife. Um, so we are in the process of planning our pumpkin patch. Um, we've wanted to do this for a long time, and we now have found a vendor that supplies all of the pumpkins with no cost to us up front. So this is a way that we can do a fundraiser for the church and we don't have to spend our money. What we get to give is our time. Um, and so we are going to have uh, the pumpkin patch located at the front of the church to the left of the sign. And it's gonna be from October 16th until October 31st. And it will be da open daily from 11.30 until 7.30. Our students that day um, who are finished with their goals will get to help us out at the patch and participate in a community service and outreach. And um, that'll be a really fun opportunity for them. And then we have some things set up out in the community where people are going to want to come in. And on Friday and Saturday, for those two weekends in a row, um, we are putting it out there that if people would like to be a vendor that week, that they can sell items that are, on, that are on approved list because we're keeping it within the theme of fall, not Halloween. Um, so if any of you want to be a vendor, please get with Sister Vicki because she is our... Vicki, raise your hand. Sister Vicki is the one that um, is organizing the vendor list. 
and she can give you guys more information. And then we will have, I'm going to try to get a schedule printed out because I would love for you guys to be able to um, help us if you are able from this shift that would occur from 4.30, no, 3.30 until 7.30. If you can donate an hour of your time, two hours, four hours, whatever you can give, our church would appreciate it. Um, and then, of course, on Friday, it, it would be all day long, and Saturday would be all day long. Again, you can choose a shift for that. But I will have a sign-up sheet. We don't want anyone to be in, at the patch alone, so um, partners would be great. If you know that there's someone that you love spending time with, makes your time fun, get with them and say, hey, let's do some time together. Let's go sign up as a team. So that would be awesome, too. So get with me if you have any questions. Get with Sister Vicki if you've got a vendor thing you'd like to do. And <laughs> and then uh, I think that covers it all. And happy birthday to Titus Brown. Amen. Praise the Turning Lord. 10 today. Amen. Brother Charles, what you got? get you that day in approximate time soon as we know. Right. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. At this time, we'd like for us we're going to participate everyone that can and uh, we're going to have our tithes and our offerings. Now, the Bible did tell us amen, that God loves a cheerful giver. And I know what it is sometimes you, you sit and, and you would like to give and you feel like because you don't have something with a president's face on it, you feel like you don't have anything to give. But you can give whatever you can give. If you got a nickel, dime, quarters, pennies, whatever, it's, it's what you can give unto the Lord. So if you're able to even give some change, put in an offering. God will bless you whatever you give because you're doing it out of your heart. And I say it, God loves a cheerful giver. So don't think you got to give a lot to the Lord. God will take whatever you decide you can give unto the church, unto the Lord. Why don't you do that? Amen? Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's try to smile at one another.
Praise the Lord. So good to see everybody today. Amen. Also, right after church, for those that would like to remain, we're going to have a business meeting concerning the church finances, some general information. So if you would like to remain after the service, please do so. Amen. So good to see all of you today. Amen. Praise the Lord. I am so glad to be here, glad that you're here. Amen. You say, I'm kind of just stalling. No, I like to get all this activity stopped and everybody sitting down so that when I get into the word of the Lord, you're not distracted. I want you to receive something today. Amen. God has something for you today. Yes, he does. Not your neighbor. He has something for you and for me. Amen. My heart is just, it's heavy. My heart is very heavy since a couple of days last week before Wednesday. As you know, many of you that were able to be here Wednesday, I preached from my heart on prayer, but I mainly stayed with the urgency of the hour. And I have not been able to get away from that. And as I look out at all of these precious souls, my heart is breaking for you and I. I'm going to be reading over in 1 Kings chapter number 20. Excuse me, 19, I'm sorry. Chapter number 19, verse 18. One verse of Scripture, some of you will be very familiar. The Bible says here, God speaking to the prophet Elijah. Yet, I have left me 7,000 in Israel, all the knees which have not bowed unto Baal, and every mouth which has not kissed him. You may be seated. Romans 11 and 4 says basically the same thing. And what saith the answer of God unto him, Elijah? I have reserved to myself 7,000 men who have not bowed the knee to the image of Baal. Wow. For Elijah, who was a great prophet, he was a mighty, mighty prophet of the Lord. Yet he was very human. And somehow he found himself, after everything that the Lord did through him, all of a sudden he was saying, I'm the only one. That's living for you. And God said to him very, very pointedly, Elijah, I got 7,000 men that have not bowed their knees unto Baal nor kissed his image. The Apostle Paul in the book of Romans reiterated that. And he brought up the same conversation between God and Elijah. I would like to leave this thought, and I don't know exactly how the Lord will take me, but he's going to take me someplace. I hope you go with me. The 7,000. Israel was much more than 7,000. Could I say the church is much more than 7,000? It's probably a number that would blow our mind of folks that are truly born again, doing what they think is their best, living for the Lord. 
But not everyone that says, Lord, Lord. Not everyone that says, God, I've done this and I've done that. Will enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he said, he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Hear my heart today. What was happening in Israel that all of the other thousands of Israelites begin to, you think it just happened overnight, they gradually move towards idolatry and the false worship of false gods. But yet they still gathered on Mount Carmel. And they still gather wanting to know who is really the God of power, Baal or the God of Israel. And one person came against 400. And he began to tell all of the thousands that had gathered on that mountain, and we've been there, the God that answers by fire, let him be God. And the people said, okay, that sounds good to me. You know the story. The prophets of Baal went first. Nothing happened. All of a sudden, for time's sake, I'll get right to it. Elijah rebuilt the altar, poured water on it, and then said, oh, God. You are the God that answereth by fire, and fire fell and consumed everything that was there. And the people said, let God, he is God, let him be God. And the prophet arose with the people and slew. This was a physical time of covenant. They slew the prophets of Baal. When's the last time you slew something in your life? That was not pleasing to God. When there was no life in it. There was no fire in it. It took everything away from you that you truly loved and desired. When's the last time you slew it? God went on to talk to Elijah who was feeling sorry for himself. That he was the only one left that he was running for his life. And he said, listen. Who escapes the sword of this man, Jehu will kill. And who escapes the sword of Jehu, listen to me, the prophet Elisha will slay. Here's a man of God slaying that one that escaped the edge of the sword. You remember what happened? You remember what happened? Elijah and all the things that he did. Double the miracles of Elijah. It's important you hear me today. Wherever you're at, wherever you think you're at, whatever you think you're doing, Jesus Christ is coming, and he's coming for a people who's made themselves ready. Did you hear me? Made themselves ready. Made themselves ready. I've got to be part of the 7,000. I don't care whether you know it or not. I don't care whether another preacher knows it or not. I don't care whether the neighbor next to me knows it or not. I've got to know that God knows I'm part of the 7,000. I'm not saying they're just 7,000. I'm taking a remnant. I've got to be part of the remnant. That means that I've got to be careful on what I take into my life, what I take into my mind, what I put in my body. You see, we are the temple of the Holy Ghost. For those of you that may have 
somehow conveniently forgotten that, your body is not yours. Hear me, your body is not yours. If you've been born again, that body that God made from the dust of the ground is now his temple, and he dwells in it. And he said, he said this, I will not dwell in an unclean temple. He says, listen, you better not defile my temple. I will not have any part of you if you defile the temple that I want to dwell in. In other words, are we part of the 7,000? Are we part of the 7,000? I've got lots of scripture that I want to read to you. I want to get to a place. I'm just laying a foundation now. If we weren't so traditionalized that a preacher's got to preach a certain way, that a preacher's got to read a, a scripture and lay a foundation, I'd already got to the, the matter. I'd already got to the heart of the matter. One day a preacher's just going to start preaching. And if you don't think he has enough scripture in him without reading a text, honey, then you got another thing coming. I could just start preaching and scripture start flowing. There's nowhere that I've got to read a text, but the Bible did tell me to preach. Yes, what did he tell me to preach? Preach the word. And so I can bring the word at any time. In fact, I've already brought some word up that wasn't in my notes that we are the temple of the Holy Ghost. That's word. That you are not to defile it. That's word. That be ye holy as I am holy. That's word. Do you understand what I'm saying? I've already given you scripture, and I'm sensing the Holy Ghost, but my heart is saying, are you really listening? You cannot make a good in this life without God, neither can you make heaven your home. Listen to John 6, 67 and 68. Jesus said unto the 12 apostles, Will ye also go away? One was a devil. That's the words of the Lord, not my word. He said, <laughs> he's like a father, his, the devil. What had happened here? What happened here? Can I just be me today? I may start crying a little bit because I don't think you're ready. In fact, I'm going to go a little further. You're not ready. You're not ready to meet the Lord. You're just hoping that somehow God would be gracious enough to let you in. But you know you're not where you need to be. You know you're not living the way you need to live. You know you've let things in your life that at one point you cast out. At one point you pushed away. But something's happened to you. You've gradually went back to bail, if I can say it that way. You've gradually done things that you know you cannot be pleasing to God. Jesus had a multitude around him. It's amazing that wherever Jesus went, the multitudes gathered, just like today, no difference. But they're there for various reasons. They're not all there to hear what the Lord says. Some are there to feel better. Some are there for a healing. Nothing wrong with feeling better. Nothing wrong with a healing. Some there want to be lifted up from their despondency. Nothing wrong with that. This multitude gathered together, and they began to talk to Jesus, who he had fed and worked miracles in their midst, and that's why they were following him. And 
he began to say, listen, I'm the true bread. I am he that come down from heaven. I am God in the flesh. He began to talk to them, and the men began to listen to that. And the Bible says it was a hard saying. The word of God can be a hard saying. A preacher that never preaches hard saying is not a preacher. I need some help today because, because the only thing that's going to get you out of where you're at is preaching. As much as I love the singing, and I'm glad you responded today. Listen to me. I'm glad you responded to the music. And I'm glad you came and wept and cried. And I'm glad that God touched you. But I'm telling you, honey, if you don't get up from that altar and begin to build your life on the Word of God, it will do you no good. Tears alone will not do it. I said tears alone will not do it. But I know what will. And that is the foundation that never changes. I know the Word of God is sure. I know it's a sure foundation. I know every shot and every tittle will not pass away. So don't stop coming. But when you get up from there, begin to say in your heart with conviction, God, speak to me today. And when he speaks to you today, you say, well, I don't hear him. I don't hear him speaking. He's speaking to you through me. And if you don't know that, then you need to go back to the altar because that's what God chose Here's another scripture for you that wasn't in the word of God. By the foolishness of preaching, he shall save them that believe. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And how can they preach if they're not sent? How beautiful are the feet of them that bring the gospel of good tidings. Hear me today. Here was a multitude around the master. And the master preaching to them could not keep them there. The word of God made flesh. He was speaking the word to the multitudes. And when the multitudes heard the word of God, they left. Never thought about it that way, have you? Let me, I normally don't repeat myself, but I need to stay here. Do you understand what I just said, Uncle Bob? He preached a sermon to them, a mighty sermon. He said, listen to me, I'm God in the flesh. When you see me, you've seen the Father. I am the Word. I am God Almighty. They couldn't understand that. They couldn't receive that. It was a hard saying, so they left. I'm telling you, some of you that are sitting here and others that are not that may tune in that have left for various reasons. And the reason they left, because the Word of God got difficult. The Word of God got hard. The Word of God began to prick your heart. The Word of God began to say, don't do this, do this. The Word of God says, come out of that and get right. But no, you wouldn't hear the Word of God. So you had to leave. They left him. In today's society, in today's society, the preacher, if I preach this message today, and all but 12 left me, I'd be crying on my wife's shoulder later saying, I guess it's time for me to leave too. I'm ineffective. But Jesus looked at those that remained. One being a devil. Can I preach to you a little bit? 
The devils believe and tremble. So the devil wasn't going anywhere because the devil knew that this was the Son of God. The devil understood what he said was true. The devil was trying to trip him up. The devil was trying to kill him. Do you understand what I'm saying? The multitudes left, but even the devil. Oh, yes, the devil moved into the heart of Judas. He didn't leave. And he looked Wilt thou also go away? He looked at Simon Peter. And he said, listen, are you going to leave too? Are you going to leave too because of this difficult saying? Because this saying that you can't understand. I didn't, didn't realize that everything God spoke, we had to understand completely. I thought he said that my ways are above your ways. And my thoughts are not your thoughts. There's sometimes that you just got to believe God's word, whether you fully, truly comprehend it or not, and follow what you know. Now, this message is not easy because I can tell it's not going over very well, but I'm going to preach it anyway. I'm going to work up a sweat anyway. I'm going to raise my voice anyhow. I'm going to tell you right now, they said to him, every one of them, where do we go? Nobody else has words of eternal life. Honey, you're not going to make heaven without the word of God. You've got to hold on to the word of God, no matter how it comes, no matter if it's gentle or hard, no matter if it rubs you the wrong way. That's the word of God. The Bible says in his word is spirit and life for those that would receive it. The world's mentality has creeped into your soul where they say to you, the people of the world, they have it better than me and I'm trying to live for you. That is a lie. David thought the same thing. More scripture for you. David thought the same thing. He had a problem with those that rebelled and seemed to prosper, the rich and famous, if I may say. But then when he came into the house of God, he understood their end. So no matter what's happening to those that have left the church, left the word, they didn't leave the church, they didn't leave me, they left the word of God. That's the truth right there. They left the word of God. Oh, man, I'm sensing some boldness right here. Hey, I love you. I want you here. I want you responding to the word of God. But I'm going to tell you right now, God's been coming upon me. I need to preach like I've never preached before. The only hope you've got is for me to get a backbone and start preaching the word of God so that you'll either submit I won't even say the other. The Bible says in the book of Acts, I want to read this in the book of Acts. Thank you. Acts 14, 22. I want you to listen to this. What does it say, evangelist? Confirming the souls of the disciples. And exhorting them to continue in the faith. Exhorting them to continue in faith. In other words, even then, it was difficult to remain in the church. And that we must, through much... Wait a minute, wait a minute. I wish I had one of those lasers. That we must, through, through much, much tribulation. Much. You can get tongue-tied on that. Mm-hmm. 
Must. Must. Much. Much. Must. Must. Much. Much. Tribulation. Enter into the kingdom of God. We must. We must. Listen to me, church, for a moment. In the church and in your life, it's going to be hard. Think it not strange. Think it not strange. But here you can have a word to help you overcome that particular battle. Anyone that gets up here, hear me. I'm not saying you won't have times where you don't have any adversity living for God. I'm not saying that. But I hadn't had very many of those times. So I'm going to say this, and you may take it the wrong way. I hope you don't. But it's not easy living for God. And somebody that says it's easy living for God, they're just saying that to try to help you out. Because it's not easy. It takes work. It takes enduring. It takes a made-up mind. It takes understanding, where can I go? I, there's no place else I can go. I can't be saved if I leave. I can't know Jesus if I leave. Hey, if I go, if I go, it's not going to get any better. Oh, the devil may leave me alone for a while because he says, I got you. I got you. I've convinced you that the church is a hard place. But look at the world. It's an easy place. That's why I have preached for years. That's why I have preached here recently. You cannot, listen to me, you cannot fellowship with junk and expect Jesus to live with you. You cannot. You cannot. I'm going to go ahead and say it. You can't hang around with people that drink alcohol and you strong enough to not. That is a lie. Who are you fooling? You're not fooling anybody but yourself. You cannot hang around with people that smoke dope and it never affects. Well, I've never smoked it. You've inhaled enough dope while they're smoking. You might as well have inhaled it. You cannot hang around with people that do not have the same goals that God set for you when you were born again and expect that you will maintain your walk with God. You will not. You'll begin to change. You'll begin to drift backwards. You'll begin to. I can remember where some of you younger folks, that you're still younger folks, where you would really be on fire in this type of message. But now you just sit there. Uncle Bob, that's not going to stop me. But something's got to change in your life. Ministry. What is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? Here you got a pastor working up a storm, preaching his heart out, and if you're just sitting in there and not getting up and voicing, something is wrong with you because you don't see me doing that to you. When you're preaching, I get up and I'm right behind you. And I, if I'm going to admonish everybody else, I can admonish the ministry as well. If you're not going to do it, neither will the saints of God. If 
I were where you at and you were preaching what I'm preaching, I'd already be up here saying, come on, pastor, give it to me. Come on. I would not be sitting in my seat, not in my head. You know me better than that. So, what have you let in? You say, man, pastor, bishop, whatever you want to call me. Man of God would probably be sufficient. You've been preaching like this for the last three services. When are you going to get it? It's not going to change until somebody else changes and begins to support the word of God. Uh, listen to me right now. You want this church to change? You want people to change? You want your life to change? You want these people that are coming in, coming back, or whatever, to really feel the presence of God and to change? Then you're going to have to make some effort. You cannot just sit there and expect God to do all the work. It's amazing to me that Jesus Christ never ran after anybody. He said, if you won't hear the word, then there's nothing more I can do for you. I'm telling you, I'm preaching the word of God. And if that doesn't float your boat, honey, you got too many holes. But I'm telling you right now, if somebody will respond, if somebody will get out of that seat and begin to respond to God and understand that this is the time we came for. We didn't come for the music. We didn't come for the announcements. We didn't even come to give our tithes. We came to hear the word of God. We got people that have backslid from this church on the verge of destruction, and they don't even know it. They have forgotten that the Lord is the author of every single breath and every single heartbeat that my heart beats. It is the Lord that says you live another moment. It is the Lord that says go another day. But he could say, you know what? I've given you a space to repent, but you haven't. So therefore, come on. You're out of this life. God has not changed. He's still the God of the book of Acts. God, I, I, I felt something now. My God is still the God of the book of the Acts. What is that, Brother Scotty? It's the Acts of the Apostles. And why were they so powerful? Because people gladly received what they preached and steadfastly remained in the Apostles' doctrine. And God added to the church daily such as should be saved. Are you part of the 7,000 or are you one of those that are just a complainer looking at the lone prophet thinking that he's only by himself and his preaching's outdated and his methods are outdated? Honey, my method hasn't changed. I have preached from day one and I will continue to preach the word of God. You can either respond or be a listener. That's strictly up to you. God has dealt with me, and I'm going to say it. Sister Marcella, God wants to give you a miracle. But what will you do with it? That's all I'm going to say because I'm glad you're here. I mean, I am glad you're here. But I got to say what God put in my heart. 
God, wait a minute, wait a minute. You say, she needs a miracle. Yes, she needs a miracle. But what about your miracles that God has done for you? What about your miracles that God has poured out in your life? What have you done with them? What have you done with them? I wish, I wish some of you that have been with me for some time after service and in a good way, tell me, have I really diminished the fire in my preaching? Then why have you diminished your fire? Must and much tribulation. Honey, living for God at times is going to be hard. But the rewards far outweigh the heartache. Because I'm looking for a city, another scripture for you, whose builder and maker is none other than Almighty God. I'm looking for a city four square. I'm looking for a city whose streets are made of gold. I'm looking for the walls of Jasper and the gate of Pearl. I'm looking for it. Oh, God, come even so come now. What would you do? Christians ought to be praying every day. Even so, Lord, come quickly. Now listen, I love you, but I'm going to keep preaching. In just a few weeks, if God lets me, I'm going to get on a plane with Mike Brown, and I am going to the Philippines. And I promise you they're going to preach me to death. I've already seen my schedule. I'm preaching and 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 preaching. Not only one convention, Bible seminar I've got to preach. Then I've got to get on another plane, go to the island of Palawan and preach another conference. And I know that I'm getting older, but I know my God. My God has told me to preach. And I'm telling you right now. When I'm preaching there, listen to me, sweet pea. Some of you that have been there, when I get through preaching, there won't be one person in the Philippines in that seat. They'll be up here at the altar. It'll be 10 or 20 people deep. Because when you have nothing, God is everything. You say, Pastor, what are you trying to do, hurt me? I'm not hurting you. I'm trying to get you somehow to motivate yourself. I'm trying to get you to stir yourself. I'm trying to get you to look inside and say, really and truly, are you part of the 7,000? Or are you part of the thousands and thousands that did nothing but complain and go drift for carnality and worldliness? We have people sitting on these chairs and they will watch. You are more concerned, hear me, more concerned with your agenda in your life and your vision and your ministry, whatever it may be, and your job than you are about the kingdom of God. And you have forgotten the word. Seek ye first. That's another scripture for you. Seek ye first 
the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and everything you want, he'll give it to you. But it's not the other way around. You're not going to be able to do enough to pay your bills, honey. But if you do what God told you to do, God will take care of you in paying your bills. Uh, he'll work miracles. I am a prime example of that. I know what it's like to have nothing, and I know what it's like to have something. But all the while, I understood that nothing that God gave me was mine. He wanted a truck. Still think about that orange truck. I even saw one down here. I said, I wonder if that's my truck. I stopped and peeped in, said, nope, kept on going. Thank God it wasn't. I don't know, I'm partial about orange. I hope God decorates my mansion with some orange. You say, why are you doing this? I'm trying to get you to ease up a little bit. Because I love you and I care about you. But when I preach, I preach. My countenance changed. My eyes changed. I spit. I spatter. Hey, sometimes I can't get the word out, but that's who I am. And I don't plan on changing until the Lord. Only time I'm changing, Sister Thompson, is when God calls me home. I'm putting off mortality to immortality. I'm putting off corruption to incorruption. I'm taking off this mortal body, and I'm wrapping myself up. With a new garment. But don't hinder me because I'm still going to be shouting around the throne. I just like orange. I got an orange Kubota. I got an orange lawn tractor. I got an orange uh, uh, skill saw. I'm not skill saw, but a chainsaw. I got an orange uh, tree saw. Orange, orange, orange. What difference does it make what color it is? Uh, If God's not in my life, Orange won't do nothing for me. Some of you are trying too hard to stay afloat in your life and not near hard enough to live for God. Some of you may have never heard me preach this way. Some of you, you've heard me preach this way a lot. Matthew 24 and 13 says this, He that endureth to the end the same shall be saved. Second Timothy 2, 3, and 4 says, Thou therefore. Endure hardness. What? Endure hardness. What? Endure hardness. As a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No How ma- can I be a soldier? He tells you. No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. Oh, Lord God of heaven. Some of you have got mixed up in things in this life, and it's taking your joy. I'll just use Anthony here. You know what he's doing with things in this life? It's sucking and pulling peace and joy and contentment. Then you begin to say this if you're not careful. I hope Pastor White, Bishop White, man of God, White, whatever you want to call me. We'll preach a nice little encouraging, uplifting message. So I have. What good did it do you? You felt good for a moment. But I'm going to tell you right now, Brother Hillman. God built this church on church and eight by preaching. As good as my daughter and as anointed as she is and as great as the music and the worship has been, 
God built his church by the word. I don't want to stand before God. I don't want to stand before God. Seeing y'all here, I don't want to stand before those that may tune in. I don't want to stand before God. And he said, how come you didn't preach? How come you just... How come you just gave him a little something and says, wow, that was a tremendous service. <laughs> and it didn't do you a bit of good. There was no change in your life. I do some crazy stuff sometimes. But evidently, God's doing a work in your life, and I'm glad about it. And you know why? Because you've been hearing some preaching. And she didn't run away. But she runs too. Somebody's got to know the difference. My brother, when he got the Holy Ghost, beard, smoking like crazy, heard the word of God, got up, was going to the back door. If he catches his plane, he'll be here next week. He got back to the back door. He turned around. And you know what he did? He ran to the altar. He slid down on his knees. He took his cigarettes out, put them on the altar, and he prayed through the Holy Ghost. When's the last time you've done that? When you were under such conviction, you had to get up and run to the altar. Can I say something else about him? Nobody ever talked to him about wearing shorts and pants. Revealing the temple of the Holy Ghost. Immodestly. I drove up on him. Guess where he was at? He was out in the bay. He's a good fisherman, not like me. He was casting that cast net out there. I said, come on out. He said, no, I'm not coming out. I said, come out. I want to talk to you. He said, no, I'm not coming out. He told me years later, he said, I'm not, I couldn't come out because God got a hold of me and I was embarrassed at what I was wearing. I'm telling you, when you get the real deal, honey, God will deal with you about what to wear and what not to wear. Where's my music? I'm glad they came without music. I'm glad they came without music. I'm glad my grandson's up there because that's the only thing that's going to keep him. He's going to have to have a memory of his grandfather. I want him to remember that his grandfather preached the word of God. His grandfather looked like he was mad, but he wasn't. His grandfather had eyes of fire, but they were not consumed. His grandfather spit and spattered. Oh, hallelujah. The Bible says... Don't stop on my account. Come on. Philippians 2 says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. When's the last time you really feared and trembled because you didn't know where you were at with God? Acts 2, 40 and 42, after the Holy Ghost was poured out, with many other words did he testify. And exhort, saying, save yourselves. And he said to these Israelites, you better save yourself from this untoward generation. You better hear me today. You better run from this generation. You better hide from this generation. 
Don't be ugly. Don't be mean. Be friendly. But you better not hang out with it. It will consume you. You'll begin to think like they do. What's good is bad. What's bad is good. What evil is right. And what is right is evil. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you, Brother Phillips. Then David gladly, gladly received his word, were baptized. And the same day that there were added unto them about when you 3, start responding to the word of God, God will fill up this church. When you start responding to the word of God, God will fill up this church. Come on, daughter. I'm through preaching. I'll be preaching tonight. I'm going to do my best to preach on Sunday morning, teach on Sunday night. Pastor Brown will be doing Wednesday night. I'm telling you, we have got to get back and build our life on the Word of God. God just put something in my heart. I don't know who's watching. I don't know. God just, I'm just going gonna, gonna to say it. I'm going to say it with meekness. Listen to me, church. If you're going to be saved, you're going to have to have a church home. You're going to have to have a pastor to watch for your soul. You can't do it yourself. If you could, the Bible would say so. You cannot give an account for your own life. Check it out. If you don't believe me, it's in there. Anybody say it's in there? It's in there. I appreciate these young people. I appreciate these young people. I don't know what's happened. I don't know where we got to. I don't know how we got there. The pandemic, maybe. I don't know. Maybe all of the building processes. I don't know. But we got to leave that place. I said we got to leave. We got to run from that place. We got to put down our own opinions and our own emotions and whatever we think, however we feel. We need to start responding to the Word of God. You'll be glad you did. you got a desire, and you're not in the altar yet, but you have a desire, and you really want to be part of that 7,000, and you would like for me to pray with you, I'd be glad to do so. You can come.
and I'll pray with you. I'm still waiting for the Lord. I could, I could yield to the Lord and speak as he leads me, but I've already spoken. You just don't understand how my heart breaks for you, especially when I know you're about to be destroyed. I can't sleep. My wife will tell you so much pressure on me. It's not because you don't know. It's because for 22 years, I have taught you right. I have taught you about finances. I've taught you what to do with them. We've even had a debt reduction ministry to help people out of debt, and they got right back in it. Just a little bit. I don't know when. Dismiss, and then we're going to come back in about five minutes and have the meeting. Keep the live stream going. Sister Rose came to me and told me what she felt the Lord wanted to say. Short. Give her permission to say it. She did it the right way. She came to me first, and I appreciate that. Hear the word of the Lord. Listen to my message. Obey my word. Come unto me. My arms are open wide. That's really the bottom line, isn't it, for me and you, is to obey the word of the Lord. That's the bottom line. And if we're honest, we all have struggles with that. Not a struggle to obey what we want, it's what we don't want. Bless Sister Dorinda. Bless lives. Bless, bless lives. Bless her, Lord. Come on, Eric. 